I should do more with the YouTube, but I don't. I mean, YouTube's going to kill the channel, so. Why? Just the, whether they're not making ad money, they're just shorting who pe- who, what people see them. They're not going to kill our channel. We're not making any money anyway. I know, but still. <laughs> We're trying We're fine. to. YouTube can't get us. <laughs> you can't touch me. I have literally nothing to lose. PetSmart is funding this episode. Yeah, it is actually. Weird didn't watch. <sighs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode <laughs> of Two Weird Didn't Watch. Oh, we've been having some fun over here. This is the show where we make fun of movies based on nothing but their odd descriptions. I'm Brantley. Uh, I'm Albert. We got, we got all serious all of a sudden, Brantley. <laughs> you keep, like, stop laughing. Like, I'm Brantley. Hello, and welcome to Two Weird Didn't Watch. Is that your, uh, what, Dracula impression? No, I was going for Peter Graves. Who is Peter Graves? Peter Graves is the hello and welcome. He's like half the documentaries from the 50s. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? You're right. All those documentaries from the 50s I've always watching. I always wondered who that was. I don't know who you're talking about. Have you seen Men in Black 2? It's been a bit. You know that really crappy, like, made-for-TV Men in Black thing at the beginning? No. (sighs) You're the worst. There's a dog. I remember there's a dog. Yes, there's Frank. He's a pug. Yeah, he is. Thank you. Check that in my head. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Pet Store Worker, for confirming that the pug. I don't doesn't... work with dogs. Fair enough. That's true. Pet, pet, pet Smart doesn't have dogs. No, or some do. Ours don't. I don't work with the dogs at all. I'm in pet care. Where the bird, reptiles, fish, and small animals. Guinea pigs are the worst. Half hours every morning. Should we just should we just transition to having the show be about PetSmart? Because I'm no, on board. The... Okay. Who's reading this week? We didn't decide. Yet. I've got some. Cool. All right. You, if, if I if I run dry, you can jump in here. Okay. <laughs> We're kicking things off with Cyber Tracker. So he works for the NSA. Good for him. Yeah, this sounds way less cool in the 21st century. <laughs> Did this come out in the 90s? Because then it must have been, like, great. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I, I think so. I'm pretty sure. They, it sounds like the 90s. It they don't really throw cyber in, around anymore. Oh, no. They do all the time, though. They just use it like a noun. Have you not heard this? I ignore the news. As well. We just have... They, they keep talking about how we have to deal with cyber. Cyber is a thing we have to deal with now. Not cyber terrorism? No! Just cyber? Just cyber! It's so weird! You know what's fun? Okay, this occurred to me now. I imagine they're talking about a supervillain called cyber. <gasps> it gets awesome. We have to deal with cyber, guys! <laughs> He's out there! <sighs> Now, now, that I okay. That that made the news a hundred percent more awesome. I'm helping the news. Can you can you help me with this one then? Because there's the other one that really annoys. Cyber's not as annoying because I don't hear it as often. But I think it's Donald Trump, honestly, and like the way he talks, and everybody's like, "Well, he's the president, so I guess we'll pick up some of these words." And and, and today, Little Rocket Man has once again eschewed <laughs> Donald Trump in the media. You didn't hear about Donald Trump calling Kim Jong Un Little Rocket Man? To the to the to the UN, went in front of the UN and used the words "little rocket man" to describe. Okay, guys, Kim you Jong-il. need to realize we have elected the man who is the villain from like half of '90s kids movies. He wants to tear down the orphanage to build a golf course. This is the guy we elected. Accept it and move on, or get him a peach. Either one. I, I just keep being amazed. No, okay, but the other thing, the other one that annoys me. And I hear it a lot more, is when people are talking about things to do with infants, right? Mm-hmm. And they say, they describe a product for as baby. being good for baby. Yes. 
the heck is Baby? He's the Why do we care about the product? No wonder it's good for him. He has that um genetic quote unquote disorder that sends your growth. Okay. And he pl- he tests them because he has the mind of an adult, but he has the body of an infant. And they but just call him baby because they're on a ride. Or it's baby driver. Or baby baby driver. This is good for baby. Ram <laughs> on one of those little teething things. Oh, it's such a great movie. Uh, I just it just it bugs me because how much effort would it require for it to you to just say your baby or my baby or the baby babies or babies and now sometimes they're wanting to use it like a weird singular thing and I get that I get that babies wouldn't always work but anyway this has been Pet Peeves with Albert our little show within a show <laughs> where Albert talks about word usage that he hates and we invented a supervillain <laughs> a new breed of robotic crime fighters called cyber trackers are given the powers to be Judge, jury, and executioner. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Lawbreakers and killing them without trial. Yes, I am. This does sound familiar. <clears throat> two things there: Good. Robocop and Judge Dredd. Make him fight. Was Judge was Robocop Judge, Jury, and, and Executioner? I thought he just was no, like a really effective cop. But they're robots. I mean, oh, okay. he shot a lot of dudes, and he didn't exactly take them in for due process. Well, they were, I think a and lot of times... there's that dude at the very end where it's like, you're not going to arrest me, and just stabs him with his, like, flash drive spike that he has. I'm thinking of, a lot of times in RoboCop, I think he's, like, defending himself, like they're attacking him. Yes, but he's bulletproof. That's a fair point. Yeah. So do you think that if I'm shooting at a policeman like, with a bulletproof vest in, a tor- in the torso area, he should be like, okay, well, I can't shoot you back. No, because they can still be hurt by that. But he is literally, the bullets bounce off of him with sparks, and he just keeps walking slowly because it's a heavy suit. If he's in front of a crowd and they're shooting, then yeah, fire away. But he should just walk up to him and slap him and take him out of jail. The only specific incidents of violence I can remember from Robocop, and I know there are many more, was the crotch shot. And that dude was clearly threatening threatening civilian. Yeah. So that I was mean, yeah, justified. Yeah, he's threatening a civilian, that's what I'm saying. But they're just shooting at a Robocop. Like, I mean, it's within his rights as a person, which is the whole debate of that movie. To defend himself, but really, he just walked up and punched him and then just dragged him by the foot. Fair Which, enough. Give me the version of Robocop where he just slaps all the criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, there, you've got these Robo... Or not, sorry, not Robocop. The Drudge, Judge Dredd-type people that are also robots. There is a twist, though. It's not just Judge Dredd. When a Secret Service agent... I don't know if they're literally meaning Secret Service or if they mean, like, a secret agent. They don't say if he's protecting the president, but that is what a Secret Service does. Are they both capitalized? No. Could be either of them. When a Secret Service agent makes the mistake of challenging the wrong folks... Folks was not the word to use in that sense. (laughs) When he makes the mistake of challenging the wrong folks... He becomes the next target of the Cyber Trackers. So it's kind of an inversion of the D- Judge Dredd thing, where, like, Judge Dredd is about, it's a satire on the sort of idea of, like, the cops having all this power, and it's like, mm-hmm. but what if they really had all this power? It would suck, but also, we're gonna play it like we're with them? Whereas this one's just blatantly like, that's a bad idea, you guys! Judge, jury, and executioner, and the robots? No, thank you. <laughs> I'm not really sure where the 90s one takes, what stance the 90s one takes. I think it's mostly like, let's watch Stolen beat people up and make things explode! Also, there's, you know, Schneider. 
You always have a weird. There, it's a weird thing with those movies where they'll they'll show something. They'll, they'll they'll say it's satire, right? They'll say like, well, obviously we're showing this as an example of something that's bad, but the person doesn't like get what's coming to them. And there's always the people who think that like that's the coolest thing ever. Like, yeah, why don't we have those cops? Like, because this world sucks. Did you see the movie? <laughs> With the help of a group of underground radicals, I choose to believe the underground word is literal. So was I. The agent hatches a scheme to eliminate the killer machines and bring justice back to the people. I also choose to believe hatches is literal, and he has a dinosaur that's his pet. And he rides it and takes out the robots. What kind of dinosaur? I mean, just like a theropod of some kind. Something that's big, you know, like a Utah Raptor, maybe? Writable. Okay. Yeah. I would go T-Rex, but, like, it, w- it would have to be a relatively young T-Rex. Like, full-size, that saddle's going to be a little bit unwieldy. You know what? You could mount, like, more like a little, like, platform. And right. You have, like, guns up there. That's that's true, too. I mean, you'd have to wait about five, ten years for it to grow to adult size first. <laughs> the science fiction, we've got a... F- they're, they're, it's cloning rolls, or they just make it sort of full-size. Speaking of, um, in Jurassic World, the T-Rex there is the same one from the first movie. Right. Um, the oldest age we've ever kind of guessed for a T-Rex in the wild was about 25, and they reach a bit old age about 15. Mm-hmm. So she's like 30-something. So that's There's a different gr- rules for animals in captivity, though. I know, I know, but I'm saying, it's still, that's a Grandma Rex going, thrown down with the Indominus in that movie. Yeah. Shout out to her. I want to watch that again. I just got the mental image of... Uh, what's her face? Blue. Walking in the like in the heels with the flare Blue. in her hand. Yeah, she doesn't take her heels off the whole movie. I, I you know what? I don't have a problem with that. I do not. They I look, mean, she looks good in those heels. She does, and shout out to her for actually running in those heels. I realize that that's sexist. I don't. I just that one's just gonna have to slide, guys. That I, that's how I feel. She looks good. She does. I agree with you. Okay. Just saying. No, I'm shouting out to the people who are like, but Albert, the sexism. Like, nope, I don't. She agreed to it. It's fine. Whatever. Also, she pulled it off. Yes, she did. I I am impressed by that. But seriously, if you're in a survival situation and somehow you're being chased by T-Rex, take the heels off. It's okay. Ladies, you can run barefoot. No, rocks will hurt a little bit. It's worse than, you know, snapping your ankle. Or not as bad. Next up we have Cyber Tracker 2. Years have gone by since Eric Phillips used his martial arts expertise to take down a robot who was programmed to destroy him. Okay. Okay, No, 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 no. You can't throw your arms up in the air like that and be like, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) If he's Secret Service in a world with robots, I can deal with him being trained in martial arts. I'm disappointed that they didn't mention the martial arts in the first one. That was my first pause. I'm like, they didn't mention that at all, but whatever. He was trained by Bruce Lee now. Got it. I'm imagining the dinosaur with martial arts also. So he's Alex from Tekken. That was very quiet. Can you say that again louder? Alex from Tekken. Okay. Or, uh, what is it? Like, Ripclaw or something? Or Reptile from Mortal Kombat or whatever the one is from Street Fighter that's the, our Killer Instinct, I mean. I would imagine dinosaur martial arts and, and like uses a lot of tail whipping. I mean, they're not going to... Like, a T-Rex ain't going to karate chop anybody. He might can stomp or do a little bit of a mm-hmm. kick. So, Eric Phillips, years have gone by. We don't, they don't say how many. I don't know if he's, like, 80 now. 
<laughs> I remember when I took down the... I killed the robot hunting me. We still had the robot apocalypse. I took down a robot. <laughs> talk to me like that and I'll talk to your granny. <laughs> Get off my lawn, whippersnapper. We don't have lawns anymore. We live in underground tunnels. Get off of my tunnel then, boy. <laughs> Hit some of the cane. <laughs> you don't know what it was like back in my day. Walked uphill in the snow with robots both ways. Only three years ago, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been old. We didn't know how it was age in the first one. He's I like, was the <laughs> oldest man to ever serve in the Secret Service, and the president was glad to have me because I was the only one that knew kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he has his voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's also married to the blonde reporter who led the rebellion in the first film. Thanks for not mentioning that in the first film. <sighs> Margaret, stop taking the pictures. The war's over. <laughs> stop dyeing your hair. It's unseemly. You've gone great. We both have. It's fine. Now, Help me to the bathroom. <laughs> what? Help me to the bathroom. He's an old man. Oh, oh, okay. He's got a king. He's got a little walker. Now, you think he used the walker to fight? Yes, I do. <laughs> it's Vitruvius from Lego Movie, but in live action. Yes, those are from Vitruvius, right? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, he comes out in the walker. He's like, I'm very old. And he's just like, you have that great POV shot where he's swinging it around, hitting the guys with it. I think that was him. Is there an actual Lego walker? They're probably if not, you have the little clip things that have the. I guess things. you could make one. I'm trying. I I never stopped to think about like what that prop was. But I would I would have to imagine that that actually exists because they they didn't like make they didn't make stuff up especially in the Lego movie like even the water was like Lego. Legos yeah so all the Legos in there would have really existed I've just never thought about the idea of like having a Lego geriatric person before anyway new conspiracies in the works one that involves lookalike droids who frame our two heroes so they're Terminators. They've ripped off the different movie. And they're framing old people. That's just slow. <laughs> it is. You know, that that's a weird... One thing that almost never got discussed very much in the Terminator universe was the fact that they were made to build... Like, to blend in. They sort of, like, pay lip service to it, but it's never like there's this paranoia There's of, that, and they keep using the same face. That's true. Yeah. You, you're never, like, talking to somebody... Except for... Okay, they, and, they use, like, four faces. Because I think the rubber one in the flashback of the first one is a different dude. Okay. Because uh, they, they say it was... But they were using the dogs, and so they started using the flesh. Uh-huh. Because the dogs can smell... They smell like people. Right, right. Um, but then, like, all of the T... What is it, 800? Yeah. They all look like Schwarzenegger of various ages. All right, so once you've seen one, you're like, well, there's... That's a Terminator. And he's a very distinctive-looking dude. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, he's six and a half feet tall and has a big giant square jaw and is Austrian. Shoot it. <laughs> then you have the liquid Terminator who keeps insisting on looking like the same guy, even though literally shape-shifting is his whole deal, and insists on being in a police uniform in that movie, and showed up naked for some reason. Yeah. He makes clothes out of his liquid skin. Why was he nude? <laughs> he's like, oh, I guess it has to work with nude people. Okay. The whole idea was that to distract that... us from the fact that somehow metal went through even the whole thing. Was that only living flesh? Because really, Schwarzenegger should just been a pile of skin in the first movie. So the big ball happens; they're just like twitching flesh. The robot. Well, just... I thought the idea was that the flesh created a like a force, force field, field or something. Yeah. The fact that they have to transmit the people as naked people. I probably mentioned this 
uh, before on this podcast, but it's still annoying that, like, your time machine can reconstruct human cells back in time, but fabric is a problem. I'd be fine. I, I mean, it's, like, we have organic fabric. I'm sitting in them right now. Yeah? It says organic matter, but flesh wrapped around metal means metal's fine, but not pants? And then Metal Man, who's a liquid, can do it anyway? That one is really annoying to me. Don't worry, I love T2. T2 I was going to say, cousin, but let, let, let this be clear. Terminator I, 2 is my favorite action movie of all time. That is, one of my, that is top tier action movie. One of my favorite movies. It's got a lot of problems. Yes. The whole franchise is a problem. I love when people are like, the new ones are bad. I'm like, you know the old ones have problems too, right? They're yeah, great, but they got problems. There's a there's a different kind of problem of like, like why send the deadlier Terminator after John Connor's grown up and now you have to watch for him and Sarah Connor running around. They, I have no idea how the I mean the rules of time travel in that movie are wonky anyway. I mean also in the first movie, John or Kyle Reese is like, yeah, and they're gonna and they blew up the time machine after I came back. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently John's like, wait. There was actually I'm not thinking about there was a cut scene where he was like he looks at broken down Terminator that's like turned off and then he like remembers the one from a kid from when he was a kid like oh yeah that's gonna happen you didn't bring it up to anyone before John well the was also you could have mentioned the liquid metal things to everybody and saved a lot of lives probably yeah and you know that they have metal around like the skin so they don't be taken by dogs stop dropping the ball John Connor you realize time travel doesn't make a lot of logical sense I right? know <laughs> also it Skynet, the whole way to solve the problem is like not in the Terminator in the first place. Because then Kyle Reese never has sex with John right? Connor, and then there is no John Connor. It's like, I win. Maybe there's no record of that, though. This, this, Skynet only knows things that computers know, so maybe they don't know that Kyle Reese was the dad. But he knows that John Connor is the. Yeah, but they don't know where he came from. Like, the, so this is back in the 80s. Skynet's like, oh, she didn't list anybody on the, as the father on the birth certificate. So, like, I. I could see that, where, like, looking back in time for a computer is okay. very hazy. I can give you that, but there's... She's clinically medic... Or, like, put into a missile institution because she's ranting about the robots in the future. Yep. And Kyle Reese is also on the police report her ranting about robots in the future. That's a fair point. I probably got... And they had the police... Point. The police station destroyed by a robot from the future. <laughs> this is not what this movie's about, right? No, this became a long, like, ten-minute <laughs> rant about derailed. that. <laughs> you guys may not get any of that <laughs> No, that's all staying in. Okay. Or most of it, anyway. Yes, yeah, so the the robots in this film, movie that look like humans are actually posing as humans, okay. rather than just trying to kill people. Good, because I was trying to remember how we got on the topic of Terminator. <laughs> we frame our two heroes. Oh, maybe so they do kill some people or something. They're like, I don't know how those two old guys managed to hold up that gas station, but they did. That one woman's clearly not as old as her hair makes her look. I'm picturing them, like, using the walker, and, like, they need to chase someone who just, like, flings it and, like, runs after the car. <laughs> There's guns in the walker. <laughs> anyway, uh, and a corporation looking to rule the world by creating an army of invincible androids to assassinate world leaders. I wonder if you need a whole army for that. Like, if you have the one invincible android, you probably do a lot of assassinating of world leaders. Oh, well, yeah, but they have a timetable to keep up. I guess. Because you kill one, and it's like, he's invincible. It's like, alright, time to go underground. There's still a whole army, though. Yeah. An army... There's a lot of countries. There aren't that many countries. There's like 200. Yeah, but if you have one robot, and you're like, I'm in charge. It's like, no. You can only keep keep your your law in one area at a time. They didn't say they were going to use the robots for enforcement. Yeah, no, he just kills everybody. He's like, I'm in charge. Everybody's like, 
Nah. Okay. I have a robot. Whatever. Still gonna get my milk on time. <laughs> but the robot then starts like passing some really smart legislation, and they're like, "Oh, Dude, the robot in charge? You're a moron!" But he's pretty good. That's how you do peace in the Middle East. Well, then we have ageless robots to help us out. That's an ethical quandary. Finally, we have firepower. This is also from the nineties. Well, the first sentence is, in the year 2007, crime has risen at an exponential rate. So it's either from the 70s or it's a history book written by Donald Trump. Mm. Oh, don't apologize. I'm not apologizing for making fun of him on occasion. Uh, I'm going to look at You've up been doing it for like five months now. It's fine. 1979. So almost into the 80s. Yep. Once highly populated metropolises, such as Los Angeles, are no longer inhabitable. Why? Like, that's that's gone beyond crime and just turned into, like, a, like lawlessness in general. You can't have a crime if law does not apply. Would you not agree? Yeah, I do. I mean, I guess there's international law... But if, if the government has, like, ability to enforce the law is broken down to such a degree... It, the entire government's falling apart, and there's just, like, these Roman bands like, we don't care about the Geneva Convention. <laughs> use those, no prisoners. Use those three-bladed swords. These cities have transformed into, quote-unquote, hell zones. Ruled. Oh, I want a city former called Hell Zone. Oh! <gasps> That's yeah. great. It's like a dilapidated, a bunch of dilapidated buildings. Dilapidated? Dilapidated. Dilapidated? Look, I got a big tongue. Leave me alone. <laughs> I think the word is dilapidated. Dilapidated. Whatever. But yeah, he just like rips apart and just turns to a giant robot. I want city formers in the movies. So bad. They're gonna, they would ruin it. You know they would. They did Cybertron and it wasn't. They did Cybertron twice. Yeah. No, but he was like, it wasn't, it was weird. That last movie was bad. The first one, they're teleporting in there and doesn't cause any problems with gravity. Second one, they bring it just, it's like approaching and it's like, oh, gravity's falling apart now. No, it was above Chicago. Chicago. It's just sitting there in the third movie. I'm talking about the fifth one? I know, the fifth one where they just like fly it there. That should have caused a lot of gravitational problems. That should have, there should have been no stopping it if it's flying here fast enough to actually get here within our lifetime. (laughs) It's in another galaxy! That thing is going like three times the speed of light. That should have made the Earth explode just by proximity. I'm just dis- disappointed by what they did to Isabella Lamoner in that movie. I'm disappointed by that movie. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of disappointing things. Why was Megatron in that movie? Mark Wahlberg kind of had it coming. Like, I mean, he's fine, but whatever. That was the best part of the fourth movie. And the fourth movie's a good movie. Yeah, no, I'll defend the fourth movie. I, I, I will. It. First one is eh. Second one is garbage. Fifth one is worse than that one. Third one is... And again, and the fourth one is a legitimately good movie, in my opinion. I th- I enjoyed watching the third one. It's it's enjoyable. It's better than the first, but they're still just they're there. Also, let's also we don't have any robots. Mention that Brentley has some controversial movie opinions. So if you disagree, don't ask him about Star Wars. Episode four is bad. <clears throat> Episode two is better. So these hell zones are Episode ruled. Episode seven is the best. The hell zones are ruled <laughs> by violent street gangs, which. If they're ruled by the violent street gangs, then they, the street gangs must have laws. Look, this is kind of like the first Road Warrior. Yeah? Have you seen the first Road Warrior? No. Mad Max is a cop in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. 
It's becoming post-apocalyptic. It's like apocalyptic. Like the apocalypse is happening during that movie, isn't it? Things are starting to fall apart. He stops and buys ice cream with his wife and kid. Okay. Just at a parlor. Yeah? But because of budgetary reasons, all the buildings are ruined. <laughs> okay. That's, that's really... It's, it was supposed to be just a cop movie where this gang turns on him and he goes nuts at the end. But then they didn't have any budget at all. <laughs> well... I'm thankful for what we ended up getting. Yeah, we get Fury Road for you people running through the desert. Awesome. <laughs> the Hell Zone, formerly called the Zone of Personal Freedom, is a safe what haven. What city was that beforehand? I think it's L.A. Okay, that makes sense. Is controlled. No, I'm sorry. Is a safe haven for criminal warpaths everywhere. That's not what the word warpath means. It's like the um. Bath or whatever the bar from uh, Constantine. What's it called? I can't remember. It's the the dude who's just like, "There's peace here. Don't fight in my house." The okay. angels and the demons just kind of chill. Oh, I thought you were talking the club. A different uh, Keanu Reeves movie with the like the places where they're not allowed to kill each other in the John Wick universe. Oh yeah, I've only seen John Wick once in a while. John Wick is good. John Wick Two is better. Why don't we have? A criminal, like a, a, a supervillain called Warpath. We must, right? Yeah. Who is it? What, what universe? I, I, I don't know if there's a supervillain, but there's a Transformer called Warpath. Okay, I can see that. He's yeah. an Autobot. Turns into a tank, and when he's in robot mode, he's got a giant can in his chest. Every, you know, and he likes to scream sound effects when he's punching. He's like, boom, pow! <laughs> great. <laughs> he's like the auditory version of the old Batman person. He's great. He's ridiculous. In, uh, in uh, War for Cybertron, he's doing it, and Ironhide's just like, calm down, son. <laughs> Okay, we've got we've had enough diversions in this one. This hell zone in LA is controlled by a criminal mastermind named Drexel. Cool name. Yeah, it's okay. Sounds like a bionicle character. Warpath would be a better name. For the sake of entertaining his crowds of decadent losers and underlings, that's debatable. Drexel has Did you stayed just dressed in that way. <laughs> My crowd of decadent losers and underlings. What? Thanks, boss. <laughs> Drexel has staged a series of lethal, no holds bars match. Hold. Has staged a. Lethal fights? Yes. In the Death Ring. Oh. Oh, that's right. Thunderdome was taken. Speaking of Mad Max. Where the winner takes all the glory. This is straight up Thunderdome. While the defeated one. shall lose his self respect. This is Thunderdome, but lame. This is like the first, uh... You can't call it the death ring! And then be like... You come out of here, you might not have self-respect if you don't win. My loser's an underling. We give you death ring! Loser is a plus. Loser is a loser. (laughs) Winner, not a loser. Yay! (laughs) Who wants candy? It does say... He's like the most wholesome apocalypse ever. (laughs) The theme one shall use his self-respect or maybe just his head. Which, that seems reversed. If you lose and you live, you're a loser. If you lose but you die, good job. You tried all you could. Meanwhile, two brave cops, Braniff and Sledge. (laughs) Did they just graduate when the apocalypse happened? He's like, I'm not using my name anymore. (laughs) I don't know. I think Come parents- on, Johnson. That, that's why. That's such a stereotype. Call me Sledge. Their parents gave them these names. I'm convinced. <laughs> Must risk their badges and their lives when they enter. Who was accepting their badges? 
<laughs> yeah, the badge part is not necessarily... Did they award it to themselves? This is the apocalypse. Wherein lies the law enforcement agency? Also, there, there's Does, the Do they work for one of the guys? So the, the, I'm going to finish the sentence. Must risk their badges and their lives when they enter Los Angeles' hell zone. So, I get the lives thing. Like, they're going to get killed because it's a hell zone. But their superiors like, do not go and enforce the law in the hell zone. You are out of line. Or are they like, you better not mess up and not enforce law, or I'm taking your badge? Because I would just take the hit. Or maybe their badge disintegrates if it's or in the hell zone. Or maybe this is part of the self-respect thing. You have to go into death ring. If you lose, I'm taking your badge. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wrong voice. You have to be the stereotypical. It's like, you're a loose cannon. Go into death ring. You get results. Don't lose. <laughs> they must fight for their lives in order to an expose an alleged black market, quote-unquote. It's a lawless, apocalyptic waste city. Oh, every, even the grocery is a black market. There's no laws of governing anything. It's an over, It's the most open of markets. You just might get shot. Like Tijuana. An alleged black market involving the sale of counterfeit AIDS vaccines. That is pretty bad, admittedly. Although, like, in the level of what's going on here, fake I, drugs seems like kind of a low-level crime. Wait, what, what, it counterfeit what again? AIDS vaccines. So you already do have the AIDS. You have the AIDS. It's not saying they don't work. It's saying they're not officially sanctioned. This is their counterfeit. Counterfeit is not real. Like, counterfeit money, I guess it would spend, but it only spends because people think that it's real and it's not. And then it gets into the whole question of what is money and... I love that gag and now gravity falls, by the way. What? And the, the episode where they go fishing, and it's like, are you sure about this? Our last family activity didn't go so long, because in, like, making money and they all get arrested. I do not remember. I watched no, Gravity Falls, I do not remember that bit. They're, like, dying dollar bills. He's like, that's right, kids. And he, like, takes one and goes, you this supposed to be Lincoln? Or Ben Franklin? This is like somebody in a wig. And the cops just show up. It's like, yeah, that wasn't good. Now I got this fancy anklet bracelet. <laughs> He's got the little beeper thing on him. Again, the, like, they're not going in to stop the wanton killing. They're not going in to depose the gangs. They're just like, listen, the FDA is not cool with you guys selling fake AIDS I vaccines. Love, I love the idea that they are, like, the, whoever runs the safe place, the, the guy who also runs Death Ring, right. people just are losers. Like, they're the, his cops. Uh-huh. But he wants their badge if they can't figure out who's doing this. It's like, look, they're doing this. I'm not going to get cut. If you mess up, taking your badges. Sir, you made us do this job at gunpoint. Taking your badges. Will this guy these... has, like, a weird priority issue. <laughs> will these two men triumph against all odds in the hell zone? Or will they pay with their lives? Will they find something to give them motivation to actually try and not just leave? Why are... And why is they asking me about what's going to happen in this movie? Why is they? Why is they? I don't know. That movie got dumb at the end. Everything was dumb about that movie. That'll do it for this week, guys. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked the episode, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Share it around with your friends. And we will be back next week with another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch. Bye, guys. Take care.